What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Nissan SUV. It's good to stay up to date. I mean, we've seen this in basketball. We've seen it in football. We've seen it in baseball. Once the stats started taking off in the 2000s, everybody had to figure that out. Then I remember in basketball, first it was three-pointers. Then it was defensive stats. You just got to keep moving. You got to keep evolving. You got to keep going. Now it's pace and threes. What's it going to be next, big guys? That's why the 2024 Nissan Rogue has Google built right into its 12.3-inch touchscreen infotainment system with Google Maps Assistant and more. You can stay up to date on everything that's ahead without even needing to connect your phone. Find your next adventure with the Nissan SUV. Learn more about the Rogue, Pathfinder, and Armada SUVs at NissanUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra. My go-to right now because I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game. Right now, than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at McLobeUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. Bill Simmons Podcast brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook as well as the Ringer Podcast Network. If you missed part one, me, Russell, and House did NBA over-unders for the East. It was 20 minutes too long. It's fine. It's an annual tradition. We were excited for the season. This is going to be part two. We're going to be doing the West in one second. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, the West, we're going to get into it. All lines are from FanDuel. We're doing it by divisions. House, you're going to have to be like our FanDuel and make sure the odds haven't changed in even the last 24 hours since uh, we did this thing. Dallas Mavericks, they are minus 210 to win their division, 16-1 for the conference, 31 for the title, and their over-under is 48.5. Rosillo, there's a case that you could go way over here that they're a stealth finals team. We've discussed this on this podcast with multiple guests, including most recently with Jonathan Jarks. The case would be this is Luca's year. Did some research. Did a little research for the pod. When guys have the year, and it's usually like they're somewhere between their third and sixth season in the league, but we just going from 1977, Bill Walton, 1981, Moses, 86, Hakeem, 88, MJ, 95, Shaq, 99 Duncan, 01 Iverson, 03 Dirk should have been the finals that year, 05 Wade, 07 LeBron, 2012 Durant, 2015 Curry. This happens over again with the elite, great 
future superstars where kind of a year, two years before you expect it, all of a sudden they're in the conference finals or the finals. You're like, wow, this is happening now. Could this happen for Luka Doncic? It might happen for him, but even if it does, Bill, there's just too much uncertainty around it. I mean, look, there's there's not much anti-Luka stuff because then on top of that in the, comes playoff time. I mean, this guy, the usage rate that he had um, over the last couple of postseasons, we're talking like 40% usage rate. He's doing this a lot on his own because the Przingis part hasn't worked out. Hardaway's been a really nice running mate with him. Jalen Brunson was bad in the playoffs, but I do like him coming off the bench. But it'd be just, it gets so thin. So I don't know how the outcome of this team is like a sneaky finals team until one of these other secondary pieces becomes something that I don't think is possible. And I even like Powell. You know, I like how it might be Powell at center more often than Porzingis off of him. Um, Healthy Powell this year. They get, they, everybody's saying Porzingis looks way better. Who knows? I don't trust Look, it. Look, I don't hate Bullock. Porzingis. Bullock? Reggie Bullock? Bullock. Bullock? <laughs> I thought it was Bullock. We did. We, we, Fortunately, Bullock? he did it on both pods. I mean, the okay, so the backups. Josh Green breakout year? The backups are Brunson, Burke, Bullock, Maxi Kleber, <laughs> and Willie Cauley-Stein. Yeah. One, they might also be a buyout guy away. So okay. one of the cases for them with buyout guys, Nets and Lakers loaded up. There's actually going to be a couple of buyout guys for teams like Dallas. House, do you like this team more than you liked them last year? I would guess the answer is yes. Do you think we probably don't realize when we talk about their last two years that maybe they just had bad luck playing the Clippers two years in a row? It was um, a terrible matchup for them. It is a terrible matchup for them. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I like the fact that Luka Doncic is healthy and not fat entering this season. So mm. that, that does make me like this team better. Um, I don't like Jason Kidd as a as a head coach. Oh, I don't like do Jason tell. Kidd as as an NBA head coach. He does not have a track record uh, with a, a super duper star like a budding super duper star like Luca that is um, particularly impressive. His um, the the defensive rating of his teams over the years not good. Defense is the single thing that this team must improve. Must improve defense. Dallas must improve defense. The thing that counsels in favor of the over is this division is awful. And they're going to get to play a whole bunch of games. For the people listening, it's Memphis, New Orleans, San Antonio, and Houston are the other teams in this division. None of whom have an over under over 41. Exactly. Yeah. So there, that's the case. House brought the the A-game prep today. It's a pretty great job by him. Thank you. How about that? I got to keep up with the big boys here. I really like the over. I don't. I was looking at the trying to talk myself into conference 16 to one and title 30 to one for them too, just because everyone's just pushed the Lakers into the finals. And I just like, it just can, what are our other alternatives? And we don't have the Clippers in the same way this year. We don't have the Nuggets in the same way. And then you start looking around the West and you, you start talk yourself. quickly landing on teams like Dallas where you're like Dallas. Hmm. Dallas still feels like a reach. It just does. I mean, you know, would we ever do this with anybody else? It's a star a power sec- pick. That's it. I mean, as great as Luca is, and, you know, there's one part of the kid thing that is worth, and I, I just, the only reason is the neighborhood I live in, like yeah. living out in South Bay, I would see Jason Kidd at this breakfast spot that I go to all the time. I never said hello to him. Uh, he, he probably wouldn't be super into talking to me. Um, but Greg St. Jean, <laughs> who was a Lakers assistant, he brought him to Dallas. And I know of Greg, I'm not like tight with him or anything, only because he was like a St. John's guy when Chris Mullen was there. Yeah. And if you hear anything about him, 
I have a hard time believing that kid would go, you're going to come with me to Dallas and not be willing to change some of the stuff that kid has done in the past. Okay. Where it okay. seemed to be very stubborn, sometimes non-functioning defensive stuff. And this kid, Greg, and Scary St. Jean, you know, yeah. if you remember him from the Warriors, um, he's just such a hardcore film, everything prep, and he has a voice that kid would bring with him. Gives me hope that he would, kid would would lean on him a little bit more because he's this this guy's held in pretty high regard and probably be a head coach one day. Okay, all right. So I like how. Is it wrong that I haven't quit Porzingis yet? No, I mean, I, you know, he just didn't seem healthy to me last year. It seemed like the lower half of his body was compromised. Hilariously, now- uh, Tim Kalashaw kept pushing a uh, a zinger. Ben Simmons straight up trade. And I actually sat down and started doing a little and I was like, you know what? Like I can kind of talk myself into zinger on Philly. I can almost kind of see how that would make sense. Kyle, turn the, turn the overhead camera on. Holy (laughs) shit. Porzingis Simmons. Let's talk this out. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hilarious, right? That's the starting proposition is it's funny. So Porzingis, stre- a stretch four, playing his natural power forward position, maybe letting him cook a little bit more, Rosella. Then on defense, <laughs> what are you doing? Just I can't trade Simmons for somebody if I don't know is going to be able to run up and down the court in a couple of years. I just can't. Yeah, when, you know? when we already have Embiid. It's a no, but it's a fun thought experiment. It's just, I just thought it was funny. That's all. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. What about like Kyrie for Simmons? Kyrie for Simmons? I can't do it if I'm Philly. Philly would never. I can't put Philly in, in with the Sixer fans. That's well, that's not a disaster. Just that, they're not. They're not going to do anything that um, is going to help somebody. They're they're one of their big competitors in the conference, right? Yeah, that's not Simmons how. is leaving. Unless the one side's like, here you go. <laughs> Which one is the here you go? And I haven't been able to figure that one out. That's a great one. I would I would imagine Brooklyn be like. I agree with you. But the reason the Brooklyn thing, I mean, on top of the Kyrie thing, like he's got an extension that he could have done. The, the Kyrie not doing the extension was a was a mistake. Because guess what? That extension is not going to be there anymore for that guy. All right. So Maybe. I'm going over. Know. House it's, is going over. slide over for me. Slide over. Rosillo? Is it Zag time? Zag me the up. king of the Zag. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Get the Zag music. Wow. I don't, I don't know. The where... Zag master. Going to Memphis. 40 and a half. Over under. Division? Plus 440. Playing game, minus 110. They have, actually have minus wow. odds to be lay the odds 79 to be 10 team. I'll start here, House. I've asked Chris Vernon this question. I'll tell you uh, his answer after. Are we sure Jaron Jackson is good? We have no idea. Okay. I we think that's the right answer. Literally no idea. We have no idea. I think people have penciled in this. He's good. And Vernon's like, he's a monster. And I looked at his stats and he's averages, basically he's like five rebounds a game. The stats aren't very good. It's that he's that young, that he's that big, and that he has the perimeter skills. That's, I get it. That's all we're talking about yeah. here. And I get it, I don't but know he what, hasn't actually done anything yet. No, he's been hurt, and I think he's played out of position, and I think that's part of the Valanciunas move to get a more traditional center to also protect um, protect Jackson. I mean, the thing, the, the high side of Jackson is that he can do different things, and he can be this perimeter guy that's that size. But I like him. I just... I, I like his talent, but I, I just I think it's... Know. 
You're on this thing, though, with Jackson. I've noticed this now. Like, we all have our guys that we kind of, like, talk up a little too much and then question a little bit too much. Jackson is in the Bill Simmons crosshairs. In, in For a good way or bad way? Bad I way. Know. I think, yeah, when you start doing the is so-and-so good, then it means you don't think they're good. I just think if you talk to the average basketball fan, you're like, Grizzlies, what are your thoughts? You'd be like, well, John Morant, like, he's awesome. And Jaron Jackson, Triple J, he's great. It's like, is he? That's fair. If somebody starts telling you how great the guy is. I think people have penciled him. Like, first of all, I don't think he's the second best player on their team. I think Dylan Brooks is. Um, I think he's the wild card of their team. I think he has incredible upside. And this is where I'm going to pull it all the way around. Uh -oh. One of the reasons I like the over-under for them is I still like his talent. I just don't think we've seen it yet. But on this team, with Adams doing all the grunt stuff for him, this is what Verno was saying. Jackson came in. He's in, in great shape. He's healthy. Um, Adams takes away some of like the dirty work stuff and the rebounding and the picks and they can kind of concentrate on him as a stretch four. And then John Morant, who, um, you know, there's a world in which he's awesome this year that I think has to be factored in with the over-under. What if John Morant is just fucking awesome this year? I mean, this is a team that conceivably to me could win like 47 games. I don't know if they will, but I think the variance of them I could see them slipping like 38 wins, but no really lower than that. And the variance of them being able to go up. That's why I'm going over. I'm going over as well. I just believe in the franchise. I think that there's still a player out there that they are. We're going to be shocked that they ben pull Simmons. in because they do an, an incredible job with, um, you know, building assets, trade and, and, you know, room for, for additional cash under the cap. I didn't, none of us liked what they did with the, Valanciunas, that whole Adams, it, it's and a taking Blitzo back. We don't know the answer yet. Like they, they all they roll those things out, and they're creating space that only they know what their targets are. I just trust them. I think they have they've built an an enviable track record. All right. uh, they they finally parted ways with Justice Winslow. Best of luck to Justice. That was another bad in, trade in China. I don't yeah, trust them I don't, as much. I don't blame them taking a flyer on no i low. agree that's right they were they wanted to find I blame out. them for helping miami beat the celtics in the playoffs there <laughs> that sucked but they're really good at drafting bain was great i love bain i like tillman clark was good i don't know what happened to him last year but they've done over and over again they've found value we're still you're going over over john moran is point guard Giannis with his Whoa. mentality mm. with his limitations yeah. with the explosiveness and, and looking at that number you know, every one of these teams, like if healthy, but if they're healthy, I, they're an over 500 team. So Trey, Trey and Booker, I think were the two breakout guys last year of the young guys that just clearly made a leap and made their teams legitimate. Ja would be the candidate, I think, this year. He'd be the the number one guy I'm looking at. We're all comfortable at 41 and a half, right? Is that what it is now? It's 41 and a half. God I'm damn it. These right lines keep moving. 41 and a half. There must be like a lot of NBA over under action lately. All right. I still like it at 41 and a half. New Orleans Pelicans. What are the Pelicans? What's the updated for them? I had it at 38 and a half. I looked at it today, too. They put it 38 and I half. can't believe it's still 38 and a half. Yeah, I don't get yeah. it. Um, it's under for me. It's a lock. It's an under for me, and it's a lock as well. It's an under for me, and it's a lock as well. I have some material on this, though. Plus 500 for the division. No, thanks. Plus 100 for the playing game. I think I'll pass. House, what's their in-season panic move? Because there will be one. This is a team now with an ownership that there's rumors they're trying to sell the team. 
seems like a pretty decent chance they will. Well, here's the, the sale of the team. There was there was a time when it was going to be potentially packaged the Saints and the Pelicans. But now it seems like separate, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think the unfortunate thing here is eventually this this thing will probably get moved. They they should be um, in Vegas. Well, I don't, really, be, I don't want New Orleans to not have a basketball team, but they should I, be in Seattle. Seattle's fine too. I think the New Jazz. Orleans, New Orleans will be fine. They love football. They'll have the Saints. They'll have LSU. They'll be, they'll be totally fine. They'll probably survive with the Saints and LSU. But um, whatever. I just really like the city. Um, I love it too. But awesome sometimes, city. like, like basketball just doesn't work out in certain places for whatever reason. I mean, you could argue Sacramento's like that. Well, I think they have a huge problem with the Zion part of it. So whatever, whatever, like. I think we can't do the panic move until we talk about Zion because I think if you're in that front office, you have to have like real conversations about like, we're not even to the extension part of this and we already have to worry about this guy like threatening to do a max deal and then telling us he wants to leave immediately. Because if there's another guy that's going to try to ask his way out with multiple years left, it's Zion. Like all the rumblings are always this. And then all of a sudden we find out he has this foot fracture that people didn't know about. How many injuries are we up to with him now? At least three. This is like a his third major one? Because he had the knee thing. Sure and he's one of my favorite players. He might be, he was last year. He was my single favorite player to watch. What and would he you backed it all up. Would you mortgage the entire future of your team for him? If you were another team? If I were in a different city, yes. I, I, none of this is going to be popular, okay? And you end up just giving the guy the extension. And if you're Zion, you're, you know, we've talked about the guy one day will do where he turns down the rookie extension. Um, it hasn't happened, but I imagine one day it'll happen. But if you're Zion, you're like, all right, just where's all that extra guaranteed money? Because we're always worried about his body. But I, if I, I, I would be real tempted with like two or three people on my staff that I would really trust and be like, what if we went completely outside the box? Like if this guy is leaking that we're the worst all the time and the organization isn't the right organization. Should we just trade him should, now? Should we, well, like, what could we get for him that we know would be healthier? Now we're ben now, now we're speaking my language. <laughs> you can get ben Simmons. I know. I know. Daryl would take Zion for well, Ben I mean, Simmons. I mean, I know it sounds crazy. What's he worth to the Knicks? Like he's worth everything. Is but it, the Knicks don't have Barrett, enough. Obi Toppin, no, and four I'm, first round picks. How many times are you gonna bring up Obi Toppin? Today? I'm just throwing <laughs> the guys out. Randall? Is it R.J. Barrett but and Randall? Once you said Knicks, we're on to the next offers. Because, I mean, it's still, it would have to be such a monumental package because if you're going to keep the Pelicans in New Orleans, you actually have to keep Zion, the sales, the marketing people, the business side. They all get involved, and then you can't do any of this stuff. I think stuff, you sign Zion, and you... And of course you do. You, of course you do. But, but I I'm, think you're shitting bricks about it. Absolutely. You're doing all it's of those fucking, things. This is this yes. is the most... And on the, on the flip side, everybody... And I even talked about it on this pod about could Zion be the one who doesn't... I thought it was going to be Luca potentially, but... Zion, from a health standpoint, has to take the extension. Yeah, he's never a, made the real money before. That's okay, but then, you're, but then you're asking, like, with the push of of labor versus management here, where Ben Simmons tried it. You know, Dame may throw it out there if, if this year doesn't end right with three years remaining. Like these are this is again the uncharted territory of this stuff. Where would Zion be like? Okay, thanks for the extension. Now I'm out of here in a year. You know, it's very I, possible. We joked about Towns doing it, and then it finally seems like he's sniffing around, but it took an extra year. I don't know what they do, but I'll tell you this. Ingram for Simmons is still a fun something. If I'd need to get a little more from Philly. I think Ingram has more value than Simmons for obvious reasons. But Simmons I think, and Maxi, Or is that too much? Could I get Simmons and Maxi in a pick? 
But you'd probably be able to get a piece of the guard stuff back because they brought in Graham. They got Kyra Lewis. They've got um, Alexander Walker. That feels like my, that's my number one pick for a New Orleans panic move. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I got to know what's happening with Zion. Yeah, because Ingram. Well, they when they said he had a Jones fractor and that he'll be ready for opening night. It's like in no what chance. what fucking opening night two thousand twenty three? What night? <laughs> what year? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. The Could, Jones fracture is like fucking brutal. Go Google Jones fracture. It's rough. Anyway, unders all around. Probably a couple of locks. I don't like anything they did. I didn't like the Lonzo Ball thing. Don Shunish, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to get rid of Bledsoe, but when you're touting like, hey, we got rid of the Adams Bledsoe contracts and, and you go, you're the same motherfucker who signed the who signed and traded for those dudes. Well, I mean, now it's a party that we got rid of the contracts. You just did this. And watching Drew Holiday in the Olympics. Yeah. Like, Why look, didn't you keep Drew Holiday? Go look at yourself in the mirror. You could have had Drew Holiday, Ingram, and Zion. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I think right. it's honestly, I Griff's a nice guy, but that one of the worst GM jobs we've had in the last 15 years. Like, I disagree with everything he's done. At least Stan's gone, because that wasn't helping anything. That was also terrible. San Antonio Spurs, 29 and a half. House, is this your least favorite roster, or is there another roster you dislike more? I can't name their... I could look it up, and, and but I can't name five Spurs right now, off the top of my head. Murray and White. McDermott. I know. I, I know. Keldon Johnson. <laughs> Murray, Jakob Pertle. You've officially, I could do, I could have done Murray, White, and Pertle. Those they are the have three. Thad Young and Devin Vassell. Sure. Lonnie Walker. The so fourth. Just, just a strange team. I, and yet, uh, I'm still going over at 29 and a half because <laughs> it's a bunch of guys who I, I think will play hard. I think the Keldon Johnson Olympic thing was weirdly valuable. Okay. You I, love, I, I love Olympic, Olympic experience. Stuff. I think he he'll does. be better. Really no one has ever. I like I mean, their you're, guards. I you're think one of the great patriots of, of <laughs> the day. <laughs> I really do. You just point me to the guy who's like, I wish I hadn't played the Olympics. I'm a worse basketball player now. But no, I'm it's not saying that. around that's, those that's other what, 11 awesome guys. That's not what the argument is. It's no, the it Keldon Johnson comes back to Spurs camp and they're like, who's this guy? Yeah, I think that's what happened. Team America. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Prove me wrong. No, he picked up some stuff. He was playing with all these great guys. It was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, that guy got up at 5.30. Oh, this guy worked on his turnaround jumper for an hour. Like, this guy brought home three girls from Benihana. <laughs> this guy got PD. <laughs> this guy has a shoe cleaner who's a human being. Yeah. Uh, I'm going over 29 and a half. What do you guys got? I can't believe they went 33 and 39 last year. This is, why, this is why I'm going right, over. And, I don't want to deal with it again. You're, I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to pick under, mm. but they went 33 and 39, 10th seed. No one cared. Everybody didn't want to watch them anymore. 458 winning percentage, 30 and 52 is 363. I mean, this is a, this is a massive step back for a team that should be better. Yeah. So uh, all the, all the math tells you over, over, over. And there's no sign of them tanking. I mean, there's a world. It's so weird. I'm going to still say under. I'm That's, still going to say under, and I hate music. I hate that I'm doing under because they're they just seem to be a group of guys that were competitive last year. I mean, look, there's no DeRozan, but I think all of these guys are going to be better, and I still hold out hope for Dejounte. But you know, Dejounte in this point guard market, you know, what's the best version of that? I don't know. You guys already know the answer to what the top salary on this team is. The the number isn't it like fifteen million? It's fifteen million. They can't. I was trying to make it's fake. Kyrie, I was trying to make fake Kyrie trades with them today. And I could, I had to use three guys. <laughs> right. I had to do 
Murray with Thad Young and with Alfarico Aminu to get to 39 million. And then uh, the Nets threw other stuff in. Yeah, because you can't trade any of the other guys. Jacques Melendale. I'm an over. I'm going to say one of the crazies. Kyle, you might have to turn the casino camera on again. (laughs) I actually think this is the team that should trade for Kyrie. Okay. Fine. Kyrie and Pop. I think Kyrie is now a house that's in foreclosure. Where it's like, ah, that that house in Wellfleet. Yeah, the guy, the bank's just going to take it. It's like, ah, should we go see it? I think that's where the Spurs are with Kyrie. It's like, Kyrie's in foreclosure. Should we, should we go see Kyrie? Dude, it's we... got a tabernacle. <laughs> it's a boat thing in the back. What are the What are the Nets want from San Antonio? Uh, you could give them Murray and Murray or White with Thad Young, and, the and then Aminu I would just wait it expiring. out. White is I... tough. I do like that. It's pretty good. Texas, Texas, Texas. He could play all the game. He could play all his home games. He could definitely play all the home games. If I'm the Spurs and I have a roster where I just do not have one of the top fifty guys in the league. We can make top 50. We can name 50 guys right now that are all better than everyone on this roster. I'd, I would have to at least consider the Kyrie thing. I wouldn't do it, but I would have a three-hour meeting about it. I like this. And then I would have my staff go, what the fuck are you doing? We're not training for Kyrie. What are you doing? Yeah, if those are the offers. I'd just be like, hey, that's right. He can watch us on League Pass and we'll wait until he changes his mind. Yeah. Well, now he's got Donald Trump Jr. behind him. So the sky's the limit for Kyrie. He'd tweet today. <laughs> he's going to feel great about that. So we are, uh, how's are you under? I'm or over. over? Over. All right. 30. 30 and 52. Over and over again, it's me and House versus Rosillo in these over-unders. I don't know what happened. Rosillo came in hot. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe Spring. On the way, warmer temperatures, more time outside, more time away from your home. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you're doing what you can to protect your place and get a Simply Safe home security system, comprehensive protection for your whole home, a great way to keep you and your loved ones safe. What if you're going out for Easter for six hours? You don't think the burglars are going to figure that out? That y'all y'all packed up your car at like 1130 on Easter and you drove off somewhere? Yeah. All they need is an hour. I'm not the only one singing Simply Safe's praises. Simply Safe, named best home security system in 2024 by US News and World Report, recognized for the best customer service and home security by Newsweek. Protect your home today. I use Simply Safe and love it. My listeners get a special 20% off any new Simply Safe system when they sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash BS. Don't wait. That is simplysafe.com slash BS. Houston Rockets. Over under, under 25 under, and a half? Under. under. You have 25 and a half for them I'll still? look it up. Yeah, I'll look it up right now. Rosello, question for you. 25 and a half. 25 and a half. Sneaky fun league pass team for you or openly fun league pass team? Absolutely. I can't wait. I, can't I feel wait like to you're going to watch right. a lot of the Rockets. I feel like you're going to be sending us videos. Oh my God. You're not going to mis- believe this. The Jaylen, Kevin Porter Jr. pick and roll. The Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Christian Wood. Banger. Yeah. Eric Gordon, like, why am I here? Garuba. Where's John Wall? <laughs> He's just hanging out. <laughs> What's he doing? Nothing. They got Daniel Tyson for four years. They Daniel resigned Tyson. Dante Exum, which I didn't, you know, when you're going, oh, three years for Dante Exum. Was there another, were there other teams offering two? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, we want an X and we got to go to third year. They had a team meeting and they're going, our team's a little too brash. We need a guy who can come in who just gets hit in the head and knocked down all the time and never fights back. Look, like, let's get Tice. Call him. Oh, call Tice. I know. I know. Really like Tice, Tice, but I, Tice, 
Like, hey, do you want to get kicked in the balls and have a guy teabag your forehead on the baseline? Want to get and knocked in the basket sweat? support again and then hold your nose? Right. It's, got, it's right. going now the just other put way. Put your palms. Do you want to just get your ass kicked? And the thing is, Tyson's actually a really good player. I've just never I seen like a guy. Tyson. I've never seen a guy get worked so many times in embarrassing fashions and never fight back. He's so. like, he's Cranston in season, in episode, season one of Breaking Bad. Yeah, I like that. Like first five episodes. He, yeah. He's got to grow the goatee and just get mean. Under for I, me, though. This is an under for me as well. Under I can't wait me. to watch them. Under, under, under. And also, they a went team, six. Do you know they went six and 45 in their last 51? <laughs> I know that because I bet they're over last year. Ooh. I Not only did I say over, because I thought that they might try and hold, hang in there for a little while. That was one of your dumber moments. They, they started off pretty like on their numbers. House was holding on to James Harden hope for some reason. Three unders could be a lock for me. 25 and a half seems really high. I mean, I don't know. Tw 26 and... This team's going to win 26 games? And 56? Is that what it. it is? That's it for that division. Jesus. Thank God. Clusterfuck. Thank God. Well, here we go. Get ready for the Utah Jazz fans to uh, send their venom our way. The NBA's most angry fan base. Bloggers. Moving their fingers right now, getting ready to eviscerate all of us because we deign to wonder why this team completely choked against a Clippers team that didn't have Ka Kawhi. Um, their over-under is 53 and a half. Minus 310 to win the division, plus 650 for the conference, 15 to 1 for the title. House, 10 to 1 for the playing game. Don't sleep on that bet. 10 to 1 flyer, that's like... That's you know, throwing money one, away. I agree. One that's hamstring throwing, injury for insane. Mitchell for Just give two me a hundred bucks. Okay, yeah, all right. I'll do that. that. I'll work on that. Uh, They're not going to the play-in game. They're not going to the play-in game. How much do we hold the uh, last two years against them? They're, they're good. We okay. can hold things. I'm not holding anything against them. They're good. You're not holding... They have a playoff Blowing problem. a 26-point game a, six. They have a very specific, very, you know... Uh, they have a particular problem that they need to use this season to figure out. They are an awesome regular. What succession team. character would they be? Wow, this is great. Tom. Maybe, maybe Shiv. I think they're Roman. I think they can only have sex if they're on the side of a bathroom door with a sixty-four-year-old lady on the other side. <laughs> That's the only thing you that knew that was your punchline. Like, I can't wait to get this Utah Jazz. <laughs> no, I just came up with it. That was juicy. I yeah. love the over. It might be a lock for me. I love this team, a regular season team. Rudy Gobert is like the the single biggest regular season game changer possibly in the entire fucking league. I I House. love the Wait, Jazz. What? I love the Jazz. Okay. They are perfectly built for regular season success. They're a big over for me. I love the over. I mean, look, they they were one seed last year. They were 50 and 22. That's 722 winning percentage. All right. So with 54 wins, you're asking me to duplicate a 660. Winning percentage, no problem. They were number one in point differential by a wide margin. Up there with some of the best historic teams. They have a playoff problem. And we saw it against the Clippers, and it's not just defensively asking Gobert to chase all these guys around, which wasn't great for him. It's that he doesn't do it any. None of that shit matters to me. They, they could be the one seed again. The problem for Utah fans, they got to understand, they could go 75-7 and seven and no one's going to give a shit. All That's right? exactly right. Now, they're not good enough. I'm, I'm kidding on the high end of it. No one is going to care. You have reached now the conversation of the other NBA player. Like, your team is going to be treated as the NBA star that hasn't won, the quarterback that can't get out of the divisional round. You are that collectively as a team, but they should be 
I know Conley's a big question mark. You would imagine Mitchell's going to be better to close the season than he was last year. Mm. Um, you know, the favors thing didn't really do that much for him. Um, they have Clarkson again. Some Rudy Gay and Eric right. Pasco. Hassan Whiteside is on the I don't team understand now. the Whiteside stuff because I just think he's he's kind of a net negative. Over well, if the you guys like it, Utah but... this month, so, sounds like you should go on FanDuel and do uh, four to one for best record. I just know they're going to have a really good record. I agree. I disagree. I'm going under. All right. I think 53 and a half is high. I think the West is better, especially in the middle class than it was, even though despite the division we just rattled off. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't think that many of the teams are that much different. I mean, I we're agree. going to get to Denver, their injuries, the Clippers injuries. We don't know what to do with Golden State. Think, the I Lakers, going we think 54 and 28 take... is a good record. So I get the lead that away. Would be over. That would be it's the same team. And we're, we're talking like eight to nine less wins than last year. No, but last year, I, I'm sorry, but they, other than when Conley, when did Conley go down? Like a, a fourth of the season Which left? time? They had like an incredible health advantage for the first two thirds that I do think helped them from, they had continuity and they had health. I just, 54 wins seems like a lot and I'm going under and I think it's a good zag. Let me ask you this. If it's such a lock that this would be an over, why is the over-under only 53 and a half? Sometimes, sometimes we're better than the desert, bro. It's the market. We, Under. we started off the East Coast pod with this. They, Under. In, in a different time, it would have been 56 and a half, and we would have had teams of 59 and a half. But, Under. you know, Vegas has responded to the overall direction. I was in the, the room when they lost that Clippers game and I I said, I don't know what the over-under is for them next year, but I'm going under. And I'm sticking Yeah, but that's it. the worst possible thing to have that's influence. Just how I, feel. The, I agree. Right, okay. I agree with Ryan. I'm not so, betting hey, look, it, but I'm going under. When we're doing the playoff preview, bring it all up because they deserve right. it because there's been some, there's the Denver loss up 2-0. All that stuff is real and it's all why I'm like, look, I don't want to hear about the Go Bear shit in the regular season anymore. I don't want to hear it. Um, but for the regular season, uh, I don't want to hear about the playoff results. Are we sure Conley, Ingles, Bogdanovich, a year older? <laughs> little big bull, little more of a You're not changing my mind. Team? All right. They went Portland. 28 and six against teams right. 500 or worse. Great. Under. Portland, 44 and a half is their over under. Plus 750 for the division, 31 in conference, 81 for the title, plus 125 for the playing game. Priscilla, more likely Blazers, a legit sleeper, or Dame gets traded before March. You can only pick one. Well, then I'll go legit sleeper, but they're not they're not winning the West. Uh, okay. I just think Dame is more content there, despite some flirtations and frustrations. But that went from a couple posts and then the Chris Haynes thing where he was complimenting Portland's fans. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like you're are you in celebrating them on the way out of the next ask, you know? Yeah. Like testing the waters. Like, well, Russell Wilson said he didn't want to trade, but if you do want to trade me here, four teams <laughs> go right. to where you're like, what the hell are you doing? Russ, uh, Dame Lillard never even got to that point, but they're good. Their top six is really good. Um, with Powell and the other projected starters, they were plus 13 per 100 possessions. Nurkic is going to be a year healthier. Uh, I like the Nance edition. You know, they kept Powell around because they that was kind of like the future of free agency. Like, hey, let's make a move here, and then we know we're going to bring Powell in and then also resign him. It's a big number. I like uh, the Nance thing. Oh, yeah. oh, and also they have... I'm over on them. They have a Portland tradition. The young guy that they're telling you how great he looked, 
training camp. This year it's Nasir Little. Yeah. Looks great. It's great by all accounts. <laughs> Anthony Simons is the so other good. one. Oh my yeah. god. Oh my god. We all I bought Who was the guy during the Pritchard era? The the uh we had the there was a Rudy Fernandez run with this. Rudy Fernandez, this is the year. It's happening. There's every year with Portland, there's always a guy. Sergey Monia. <laughs> Sergey, you gotta see this guy. Just killing people in training camp. I like this team. I'm going over. I actually think that over under is like two wins too low. And I'm thinking about a possible lock for me in this house because um, I like the Nance Covington combo. I like the fact that I didn't feel like this team was malleable enough last year, especially the Carmelo thing I just thought was such fool's gold in so many different ways. Like he's just at a different point of his career and was actually in big spots. This team, when Lillard and McCollum are together and healthy, which they've had some bad luck with over the last couple of years, but when they're actually out there together and healthy and doing well, and they can get, I don't know, four people with them, which it seems like they have this year, the team's pretty good. They're good. I feel like it's a 47-48 win team house. I like the over for them as well. So okay. we're all in, in, in lockstep By the way, on this Portland team. Do you, do you realize the, the starting five guys with Powell in the Denver series, they outscored Denver by 47 points in 112 minutes and lost the series. Wow. And I don't love the bench this year unless Little can come through, like past the seven. It seems like they're about seven deep this year. Yeah, and I still wonder how they're going to defend, but getting rid of Cantor and Mello is... Net positive. Is, yeah. And I also think there might be a little bit of a, an invigoration that comes from Chauncey, right? Like, just a different guy, a guy that, that, that is in their ears that they like and they support. Yeah. Chauncey's one of the few guys in the league that I think can get right in somebody's face and tell him to fuck off and he's going to get away with it. He certainly did it with Paul Pierce on NBA Countdown. Poor Pierce would have some crazy take and Chauncey would just cut his legs out on live television. It was rough. Um, I really like Portland. I, I think that division plus 750 bet I know you guys like Utah. I just think that's those are pretty heavy odds. Oh, that's a great payout. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think that's a bad bet at all. There's a world where they're 50 and 32 in Utah. Somebody gets injured for three weeks and they're 49 and 33, something like that. I like that bet. Denver Nuggets. This one's a tough one. Their over-under is really high. 47 and a half. Purely out of respect for Jokic. So we've seen house like Jokic, Luka... They're just certain guys now that are just, if you're healthy and you're in the team, you're guaranteed 48. Yep. As long as everyone else in your team is at least average. Question for this team is, it's it's definitely a little bit over average. That, man, that bench is rough. They're going to need something from Gordon. And then the big question, Michael Porter, if you had to pick, massive breakout or weirdly disappointing? You can only pick one. Breakout. I okay. think he, I said bad things about him during the stretch last season that he was making the leap. He had looked bad. He looked lost. He was in Malone's doghouse. Mm. I came on your pod, observed uh, that in a game that I watched them play against Washington. Uh, but it, it had happened like two and a half weeks up to that point. And then I went after our, that podcast, sat down. And I was like, oh, shit, he's playing good and he's getting run. And it looks like they trust him. Yeah. And now he knows who he is on this team. And he's going to get tons of touches and tons of opportunity. Plus that contract. I like him this year. He's shooting 
44% from three for his career. God, okay. Damn. It's 42 his rookie year, 45% last year. He makes his free throws, seven boards a game. The advanced stuff is pretty good on him. Defensively, I know it's a problem, but it was it, it was atrocious in the beginning. Um, I actually think Malone could have been a little bit more patient with him because his shot making, he has moments in games where you go, there's there's not 10 guys that can just make the shot that he just made. And then he add in the size. It's not five guys. So, so I, you're on the massive breakout front. Because I think I am too. I'm I think fine I'm buying with, it. But th- look, I'll watch him enough. I'm fine with like, oh, what are you doing? And then, you know, you're a little bit of a black hole here and lost defensively again, all that stuff. But there's a there's a version of this that's pretty special offensively. And that's why I like the over, even with the Murray uncertainty. When yeah. Even if you're getting him back, I don't think it's happening until later. It's a Jokic bet to me. And Porter is the catch up on the cheeseburger. What did I say about Dallas? Did I take the over for Dallas because of how bad that conference is? I'll stand by yeah. that. I, I'm not going to switch I that. Listen, division, division. But I, I think... I'm going to stand by If it. you're just riding overs for Jokic and Luka, you're going to go at least one for two yeah, and probably I'm, two for two. I'm going to... St- I, I really I'm like Denver. I really like them this year. I like I, that number. I love the 47 and a half. Yeah, I, I feel like they're a high 40s team. Look, they went 40s. And 40s. then the Gordon piece will be fun. Well, I, you they know, can I figure it out. I could bring up last year's numbers again, but it no, I know it was really, bad. It, it doesn't. No, no, no. It, they were good. I mean, they they won, but I, no, no, without. I, I thought I was talking about the Gordon numbers. Oh, those numbers weren't good at all. Yeah, no, Gordon. Gordon. I I trust Denver to have used this entire offseason to figure out how to you make hope. him work. Uh, I I think he's always going to be generally disappointing offensively. <laughs> I think Gordon's kind of like. I didn't love the Beal thing I brought up in part one, but I think Gordon is the epitome of, we got Aaron Gordon. And I think there like, should be a post-game show where Rosillo reviews his own takes at the podcast. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking about it more. I didn't love the Beal take. We call it the Zag podcast. We do it with Saruti almost every week. <laughs> just two I people listening. I'll be honest. I didn't love my Utah defenses, but it just, the numbers seemed high. And I don't, that's, sometimes that's all I got. It's your worst part of the show so far. I Listen. <laughs> I don't think they're a 54 win team. I, I don't they think are, they're going to be as good right. as they were last they're year. They're a 56 win team. Well, all right. One your last thing your whole never... argument is that they look like shit against the Clippers in the playoffs. I think that stuff matters if you completely choked on a pretty big stage where you had a chance literally to make the finals and then you watch this Phoenix team that you could have beaten in a series. The guy who loves Rocky doesn't think the Utah Jazz can be inspired by failure. Unbelievable. I don't think the Gobert thing is solvable, but you're right. Maybe for the regular season, it doesn't matter. Regular I don't like season, that. It's very solvable. I don't trust the Mike Conley thing either. I got to be honest. Okay. Mike Conley's been in the league since 07. He was in the same draft as Horford and Joakim Noah Jeff and Green. all those dudes. He has a lot of miles on him. Your guy, Jeff Green, is on this Denver team. We like Denver. Love Jeff Green. All right. Over for us. So, Minnesota, over under 33 and a half. Be honest. The first time you saw 33 and a half, you were like, wait, what? Or no? My hands up. My hands raised for that. Wait, what? Wait, were too you ex- high or too low? Oh were you expecting God. a total in the 20s? I have breaking news for you guys. Something higher? is happening. What, what is the fuck is going on with Minnesota? This on FanDuel? It's 35 and a half. Oh, my God. You have to lay significant juice to get the under. The Holy under is macro. minus 144. Wow. So maybe they put up a number... Because, I mean... I had over Mark tentatively down, but now I don't know what to do. 35 and a half? Rosilla, what month is Towns asking for a trade? Pick a month. Can't be November, because that's too soon. You get December, January, February. One of those three months. Um, 
I'm going to pass on being critical of Carl Anthony Towns. Not saying you're critical. I'm saying if you had to pick a month for the Carl Anthony Towns trade ask, would you pick July. December? July. July. Yeah. I think it'll ride it out, Anthony asked? Edwards. I, I, yeah, they're they're going to play this whole season out. The thing that's interesting about Minnesota is the Chris Finch, David Vanderpool, like they 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 it was such a shitty situation. Uh, poor Flip Saunders kid, who yeah, like God God bless him. I think you know he truly believed he's just in over his head. Yeah, they, and, and that that happens sometimes. And the franchise tried to do the right thing by giving him an opportunity. And it it didn't work. Chris Finch is a real effing basketball coach. And Vanderpool is a really good defensive coach. His reputation, I, I believe in the reputation. And there's good evidence of him, you know, te- teaching defense to guys that have otherwise not learned it. Uh, so that would be the case for the over with this Minnesota team. I'm just not there. Under. I love the over at 33 and a half. Uh, for whatever reason, watched them a bunch last year. I think they had the 13th best offense if you go from a March 1st on split. They were 12 and 13 in the last 25 games under Fitch. You know, the Finch hysteria, because it was odd that you wouldn't just promote uh, an assistant, but they didn't want to screw around. They wanted to bring in Finch. And as soon as he got brought in, I'd heard from a bunch of different teams, you're like, this guy's a stud. He's a stud. And they didn't want to screw around with it. They were like, look, we're just going to go ahead and grab this guy. So I think a lot of people that were criticizing it probably didn't know what Finch's reputation was. And I'm telling you just from the eye test part of it, I love how hard they played. They played really hard. They had some of this game. I think it was the Philadelphia game where I was like, man, these fucking guys are like, there's something I'm seeing out of the Timberwolves that I just am not used to seeing all that much um, because usually they're really bad. They were 4-18 without Towns last season. So clearly the odds makers here are on it. I, I can't believe it jumped up two more games. from This is from last night. It was 33 and a half last night when I was doing my... God, it seems crazy. Am I really going to say 36 wins for the Minnesota Timberwolves? I'm not that, I'm not kidding. I don't get it. I just spent five minutes complimenting them, and I think I'm going to say under. But the <laughs> Look, this is f- from March 15th through the end of the season. They went 14 and 19, which is a 42.4 win percent over 82 games, which translates to 35 wins. And the numbers 35 and a half that we're looking at right this second. I, I like them. Like, I've, I'm finally seeing, I, I saw some life from them for the first time forever. But I, I in the West, and that's, that's the other thing about the West. It's not even the eight. When you go nine through like 13, those teams are all talented. Yeah. And so. That's I'm, why if you go 35 and 47, that's actually not. A lot of shame in that because it's going to be a bloodbath almost every night, except for the OKC game. You, you can easily lose yeah. your bet if you do that. If you yeah. bet on Minnesota at this number and they go thirty-five and forty-seven, you lose your money. Thirty-three and a half. I was over. I, I'm not going to go thirty-six wins. So I'll say I'm not either. I have serious reservations, and I appreciate your case about how hard they play. And I, as you know, I've loved Nas Reed forever. Yeah. Um, a Koji too. I've enjoyed, but. uh Oh, Jaden had moments. I, you know, yeah, Jaden had moments that where he was getting thrown in Ben Simmons trades as like one of the prizes. Um, the Edwards and Russell defending people piece cannot be uh, overstated. I'm just not sold on either of those guys. No, and Russell scares the shit out of me over like the course I don't of a like full Russell's season. Yeah. A full season, and you know, they got so. Pat Beverly, who's going to definitely be, and I got this. Let me teach you young guys how to win mode. That I don't know if the, how great that's going to go. Let me show you guys something. Oklahoma City Thunder, over under 22 and a half house, and we're going to talk about it 
right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather. You want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, you want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time. The stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay that can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. I love the NBA. When game day comes around, win or lose, this is the beer you want. Michelob Ultra, my go-to right now because I'm a light beer guy. Sorry, hate to break it to you. You know, I'll mess around with some other ones, but for the most part, really ever since college, I've been a light beer guy. Michelob Ultra, not only does it taste great, 95 calories, crisp and refreshing. Put it in your fridge. Watch how people just grab it. All of a sudden, they're gone. I also like Michelob Ultra because they're getting fans closer to the game right now than ever before with exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like signed memorabilia and courtside seats. Enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. Okay, OKC, over under is 22 and a half. This is our second take on this because I screwed up my whole Sam Presti secretly as the best GM job in sports thing. It just, we, I just couldn't make it work. I we, tried. We talked for nine minutes. It was about a take Oklahoma shop. City. It was like I, I was doing stand up comedy at the comedy store, just <laughs> working at a riff, and the audience was like, eh, not sure. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to scrap it. It was like you were, you were going to barbecue with Nate Bargatze and you were throwing him jokes. And he was just, <laughs> he's like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I am jealous of, his ability to just accumulate these picks, roll assets over, and then now each year... You love year, the picks, right? Each year, he's just going to take the high-impact, high-ceiling, swing-my-dick-on-the-table-if-this-works-out guy, which I really respect. At the same time, House, this team is the worst team in the West, and I think they're going to have moments that where they're just hilariously bad. I think you're right. They finished the season... Two and 23. Beat now, the Celts, right? Tough one. Really hurt us. It was very, very intentional that they finished the season two and 23. Yes, it was. And I actually think there are a bunch of guys that we like. Yes. The guys that Couldn't we, agree more. I uh, even like Kenrick Williams a little bit. When, Ken when, Rich Williams? Kenrick Williams? Okeke? Okeke? They were 16 and 19 when SGA played. 16 and 19 when SGA played. At the end of March, they were 20 and 27. Shout out Matt Moore at The Athletic. For, I mean, uh, uh, Action Network. Dort? Like Lou Dort. Like Lou Dort. Don't like their big guys. This is a team that weirdly could have really used Shangun if he's good. It's not like it's like, ah, he would take time away from our center. I'm kind of stunned. They took Shangun. I think this would have been a league pass must for me, as it is now. Um, not as much of a must. So uh, I'm going under. I think this is oh, almost a lock that this will be the worst team in the West. Give okay. us your thoughts, Rosillo. 
Remember last year when we did this? And I was screaming lock. I was screaming under. And for most of the season, they were headed to the over. And that's did they get though, over? Did they? It depends on what. It, right? it depends on what number. It went over in some books, under in other ones. And they found ways to win a bunch of these games despite having easily the worst point differential in the NBA. They were thirtieth in offense, and they were four points worse than Orlando, who was twenty ninth. Mm. So their offense wasn't just awful in the worst in the league. It was like off the charts worse than the next worst offense, and they were terrible on defense too. Um, they found a way, despite trying to tank, and they, they did a good job on the tanking part. Like They even told Al Horford, hey, we're good. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah. um, I still think they're really bad, and I think they actually got incredibly lucky to have the record they had last year. So unless Poku takes a massive step up um, and some of the wings you know, are giddy, which is, you know, Giddy's actually kind of a weird fit. But again, it doesn't matter because most of this roster is never going to be part of the future. Um, I'm going under, but they almost they almost screwed everybody that played the under against a team that they were right about because it was the worst team in the league and they still eclipsed the number depending on where you got it. They only have one player with four or more years of NBA experience. Can you name him? Who is it? Oh, you have the Derek right Favors? Yeah, Favors. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they have two then. I was going to say DJ Mus- Wilson. I was going to say Muscala. Don't they, do they still have Muscala? Yeah, I think so. All right. We don't need to talk about OKC too long. I like what they're doing. I think they should take him Shingu. Under for me, Rosillo under. Under. House under. Over. Over. Okay, House. 23 wins. That's all. That's my zag. Just, just a four sag by House. Los Angeles Lakers, 53 and a half. Is that still the over under House? I don't know what's man. I don't know what's going on with it. It's, it's the numbers are changing. Somebody moved in and the, the and NBA FanDuel odds is and they happening. Moving the it around. Basketball is happening. minus one ten for the division. Fifty two and a half. What'd you say? I said fifty three and a half. It so was fifty three and a half last night. Man, what is going on? Right second, I Why is FanDuel up? doing this to us? They love this pod. Conference plus one ninety five. Title plus four fifty. Priscilla, is this the 2004 Lakers all over again? Or do we have higher hopes? No, no. Okay. Because no, no, no. they already know that the two main pieces work together. All right? They won a title. And um, I think it's pretty clear that they would have they would have done some damage last year again, too. Remember how good this team was the first 30-plus games in? I think all of us that cover this stuff are going, all right, they won the title. Say what you want about the opponents, which is a fair criticism, but they still won the title. But when they came in, on paper, you're like, this team is better than the team that just won the title. They were playing that way. And they even held up a little bit through some of the injuries, which was crazy. Because yep. I was watching going, how are they still winning these games? Um, the only reason it's an under for me, they're the favorites in the West, okay? They are the favorites in the West. I, we could talk injuries, but we could do that literally with every single team. I think the, the reasons I would go under is not just age and injury history, but Vogel trying to figure this whole deal out trying to figure out the rotation and figure out the personalities because b- this collection of people they've put together, there's going to be a couple guys that are really bummed out about what their role is. And I could see Vogel trying to maybe appease people in the beginning of the season and Westbrook, who's going to have to figure out a way to somehow adapt, which I don't think he's really, I don't think there's, there's just stuff with Westbrook that's never going to change. I don't want to hear about it, but the only reason is under is, is Vogel getting through it all, resting some guys here and there, but they're still the best team, I think, on paper right now in the West. I agree with you. I'm interested in hearing who you think the candidates are for who's going to be bummed because one of the things about amassing these veterans 
is you you I've assumed not one might assume as I have that all those guys have bought into whatever the configurations are that's the whole point of going out and, and getting you know uh five guys that are 36 years old or, or or older it's all leadership it's all guys that can go with the flow and you know i i you know they're they're deep they're deep i i i, I don't understand 52 and a half in any way shape or form over for you oh it's a big over for me what do you have Rosella? i have under because i think that they're going to pace people. This is where I like the Westbrook trade is for the regular season. His energy and his care and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think he helps bring them a kind of energy throughout the regular season that'll help them get through some of those months that feel like it's slogging. But I also think that with all of these guys, that Vogel is probably going to probably, you know, try to play, play nice with everybody, give a day or some minutes here. And then I think there's going to be a stretch where Rondo and Mello are watching Kendrick Nunn and Taylor Horton Tucker play ahead of them when it actually matters who's winning some of these games. And those guys aren't going to love that. I hate this. This is my least favorite over under of all of them. Well, it's because you hate the Lakers. No, no, it's not. I love money more than I hate the Lakers. That's true. I can. And I love winning this contest over you two guys over anything I feel about the Lakers. It's hard for me to believe if they get 70 games from LeBron, 70 games from Davis, and 65 to 70 from Westbrook that this team's not going to go 53 and 29. Yeah. But are they going to get all of those games from all of those people? And I think Rosello's point about the happiness factor, it's hard not to think about it. We've seen Rondo not be happy. You also have Nunn and Monk who I think... none could be closing with this group. They're on... They, and they're there because they're trying to increase their value, Correct. They're hoping that they're going to be in this situation that people Who? are going to look at them. None and none and none and muck. Yeah. yeah, those are the only two guys that that would need that kind of nurturing we're talking about. I right. think everybody else, Bazemore is not going to be fighting. You know, upset about minutes. Well, let's just Trevor Reza ain't going to yeah, be. Yeah, but like, why is DeAndre Jordan there? But why I, is DeAndre? But here's Jordan the thing: there? I think five of these guys are going to be irrelevant. Like Wayne Ellington or Reza. Um, DeAndre Jordan was done three years ago. Yep. I don't know if Howard has anything left. How serviceable is is a backup? He Maybe is, he is. But if, if he you're fouls play the shit Davis, out of everybody the whole time, he's a dirty player. But he he still makes you think about hanging out down. But they're there. talking about they want to play Davis more at center and LeBron more at power forward. How much Dwight Howard are we even going to see? Okay, but Davis has never wanted to play center before. He said okay? this year and he wants I, to play. I know that he has, and I think they only played together for 173 possessions with Davis as the center with LeBron on the floor, all right? But when they won the title, it's what they shifted. Everybody in basketball knows it's what Davis should be doing all the time. But I wonder over the course of the regular season if he's just going to, like, it's clearly something he's never wanted to do. Like, is he just going to say yes and do it all regular season? Or they're going to be like, hey, we're going to put Dwight out there with you a little bit to give you a break. House, I'm going under. It's fine. I don't feel great about it. This team reminds me a little of the 2018 Cavs. As weird as that sounds, Davis is way better than Kevin Love was that season. But that 2018 Cavs where it was just like, they're just signing people left and right. They had Dwayne Wade and they made a bunch of trades mid-season. Bogut some of the and, stuff uh, didn't work. and Darren Williams. Yeah. If you go look at their basketball reference, there's like, it's like 22 guys they had that season. Um, they had Jay Crowder was there for a little while. Isaiah Thomas was there and... It just was kind of, you knew at the start of the season this wasn't what it was going to end with. I think they have a lot of fat on this team for all the wrong reasons. I don't know. The Horton Tucker, Monk, none thing. I'm not sure any of those guys make sense with LeBron James except Monk. And I think none does a little bit. 
But do look, you like when, none though? I don't, I don't. I mean, I've never really been a fan. I always felt like when the Celtics went against them in the playoffs, I was like, please play none more. I'm not afraid of this guy. Yeah, he had some really up and down moments there where he also was like, well, if I'm not scoring, what the hell am I doing out here? But I think there's a real LeBron fact that we all have to understand is that when you're out there and you're playing with him, you don't just start doing whatever you want to do. Westbrook, well, that's why Schroeder's out. Westbrook will. That's but, the other thing. It's like, I have no idea how this is going to work with Westbrook and LeBron. I've read all the stuff. I've heard all the things. And Westbrook needs the ball all the time as well. If he plays off the ball, it'd be great. Well, we saw him play off the ball with Harden, and they were fucking miserable after a year. So he's going to be happy with LeBron and Davis? I mean, Daryl basically had to say no centers to make the Westbrook thing work. I, I don't care what it looks like in the regular season. I only care. Yeah, I, I just think I agree with you. I think they're the class of the West, at least from a talent standpoint. I think it's going to take a while to figure out. And I think there's real injury risk. Davis has been hurt a bunch. LeBron's in year 19. And uh, I'm going under. I think all those things are true. It's a solid number. True, I think it's a but... safer bet. If my life depended on an under is safer. Okay. I hate it. I would never bet it. It's Phoenix. a lock for me. It's a lock it's for a you lock to go over. over. Yeah. Jesus. We haven't even gotten to the lock 53 and 29. I'm just, it's, it's crazy to me that you guys are taking the under. Phoenix over under is 50 and a half. Unless that changed, like Let's everything else is changing. Division two to one, conference plus 850. Title 15 to one. I like the division odds at two to one. I, I think it's, in my mind, a toss up between them and the Lakers. 51 and a half. 51 and a half. 51 and a half. What the hell? How does all this stuff change? It's been the same for two weeks. It's starting right. to sense like they updated it maybe the day we did this. Yeah. <laughs> so that we, maybe we, that could be it. Come it's on, it's not real time. Interesting. Um, Rosilla, what happens to this team if they don't lock down extensions to Aiton and Bridges? Well, I don't think they're going to. They're they're forty four million away from next year's tax line, but they're going to be over that with two of those guys getting signed. So. I brought asking, this up with, with Zach last week. I'm you, not convinced they're going to pay Booker, Chris, Aiton, Bridges, where three maxes and Bridges making $25 million a year, which he's going to get in the open market. Like, he just is. Yeah, he will. He he's going to get $100 million for four years from somebody. He's not taking a discount on that. And if he does, he's stupid. I'm not going to bet where I have to tell you Sarver's going to do the right thing financially. But... Before the Chris Paul deal was done, when he opted out, and then there was that weird week or so where it sounded like they weren't really talking, which didn't make a ton of sense, and it didn't matter. And the people were saying, oh, Sarver, is he actually going to screw this thing up? Because if you lost Paul, then you got to revisit like the rest of those guys. And be like, yeah. what, what are we doing? Um, I don't think Paul really had that much interest in going anywhere else, but it was, a, it was an anti-Sarver argument because of history. It's like, well, he's not going to do this with Paul. He's not going to do this with Paul. It's like, wait, why did he do this radio hit where he's like, well, we'll see. We'll just see what the market is. And remember, people are like, wait a minute. Is he actually yeah. going to do this? And then he signed him for a big number. He gave him the three, maybe four-year extension on it. So, you know, the TV money, when's that going to kick in? 2024? So, you know, isn't that the, when the new TV deal money starts or something like he, that? They're going to have a year where he gets crushed by salaries. Now, maybe they can time that where it's not the TV thing. But well, uh, what's what's the franchise worth from when you bought it to what it's worth now? You know what I mean? You're none pitching of these, the choir. Yeah, none like, of, you're, you're, if I know you can't you pay right. these guys, sell the fucking team. But I'm just saying they're going to have four, three max guys and another guy who's worth at least Jalen Brown money. So you think maybe flip bridges at some point? No, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. This is a team that in the 2000s, traded the rights to the Lil Dang pick just for a future pick and did shit like that. So they sold knows? the Rondo pick. 
They just sold they it. Sold Remember it. how many of the picks they used to sell? Yeah. They just used to sell them all the time. Um, I still have it as an over because they're really good. They're, 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 they're four guys are terrific. Um, you know, they, they brought in Shamit, which I think knocks down a, it's just another useful player to have out there because they, <laughs> they had to, they had to put him in therapy after his year with Kyrie. Kyrie couldn't stand him. <laughs> um, JaVale's the backup center. Cameron Johnson's a good basketball player. You know, if, I'll raise my hand up on that one. Like, I was like, I'm not sure if he's going to, even Kobe White was like, wait, how high did he go? And now when you watch him, you go, this guy's just solid everywhere with everything he does. He can what handle. What if Jalen Smith is like decent? Sticks? What if he's decent? What if he can give them college. 15 minutes a game? I like this team too. House, I'm going over. I think I think this team has a real chance to be the one seed in the West. And everyone, if there's dialogue about who's who's this year's Phoenix, and I did this on the pod a few weeks ago, I think this year's Phoenix is going to be Phoenix. I like their team more than Utah. I think they let an unbelievable chance slip away in the finals. I watched three, four, and five. Those games were the four, the two of those games were just way closer than I think I remembered because I watched those in the moment we did pods and then it's done. But holy shit, man! If you're going to the off season, you're like, man, if Holiday throws that alley oop, you know, a little too high for Giannis, or we had Booker with the ball with a chance to like put away Game Five, and you just go through and you could. They were really close. So fifty one and a half seems that. To me, they'll be better this year from what they learned from Aiton. Yeah, I mean, we're only asking them to... They, it's the same number of wins as they had last season, except for they have 10 more games to, to get to the number. Um, the House, only, the they're, only, they're, they're, if they had the most regular season wins this year, 11-1. to hmm. That's interesting. Could they go 57-25? and a, 25? The problem is it's a Chris Paul bet, and... Him staying healthy. I'm not. I'm not willing to do it. Could they go 57 and 25? Sure, they could. It's real. Sure, it's not sure. unrealistic. No, it's not unrealistic. They could. All right. So we all like the over on that one. That might be a lock for me too. Golden State Warriors. Yikes! I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> Their over under is 47 and a half, unless it's changed. <laughs> we we got to be really diligent now with some of these over unders. Division plus 550, conference plus 550, title 12 to 1, playing game plus 155. 47 and a half, right? Yep. That's the number. I say this out of love for Steph Curry, my favorite non Celtic. This is a team I really like watching. Rosillo, are we, are we wishing this 2022 Warriors thing to happen because we like watching them? Because that number seems high when you consider Clay's not even going to be back until probably January. And yeah, I had under go, 48 and 34. Are we just, do we want this too bad? I talked myself out of it last year and then I watched them put together a run that I almost thought was improbable because when Steph didn't play, this was a horrible basketball team. Yeah. And that's how good he was. And that's why I was in the MVP conversation towards the end. And I was like, oh, cool playing game. Now he's not in the playoffs. Awesome system. Um, I'm going over. And I know that that's a clay over projection. I'm really surprised. Yeah. You're yeah. most surprising zag of the day. Their defense is really good. I think they figured some stuff out rotationally. I don't expect much from Kaminga as a rookie. Um, I'm not even a huge moody guy. I'm not basing this any kind of trade. 
I just think that in a weird way, Steph was overlooked as a guy that was able to care. Like I was already getting ready for my Steph defenses. We had we had the shields up. We were ready to go. We're putting in work. We're scouting the. the, the You're watching Braveheart on right. YouTube. Absolutely, you know, and um, and then Steph has that season. It was almost one of those weird seasons. You could appreciate him even more than one of the season when yeah, you know, they're playing in the finals because of how bad it was around him. So, I do think they figured some things out there, and I think there's some guys coming back at some point where you know Wiseman really hurt him defensively, and now he's not available right away. I don't believe, but uh, how's she buying the auto porter? I'm press? ready. Oh my God. That's one of the, the, the I had two Warriors fans this week because I asked, like, hey, how are you feeling? They're like, Well, if Otter Porter can keep looking like this. That's oh a problem. God. If you're saying Don't that to yourself out that. loud. That's yeah. I mean, that's a kind of like Otto Porter. Why? Exactly. He, he's just he's never healthy. When he's actually healthy, he's he's fine at better $7 than some of the guys that were playing year. last year. I mean, he he ruined two and a half to three years. It was the most predictable Grunfeld. Yeah, it you was. know, I felt bad. Our our big three: be Wall, Beal, and Porter. That was actually Come one of those on. when they did that Porter contract. I texted House the same way I would text him if there was something bad had happened in his family or something like. Sorry, they, House. I mean, the, Brooklyn was dying to overpay him, and the yeah. stupid Wizards matched them. Yeah, yeah, but that's when you're just afraid to lose the asset, you know? And you go, oh, we'll do it this way. And then the next thing you know, you're attaching assets to get rid of the asset. God damn it. Yeah, it's weird. Usually that doesn't work out when you're afraid to lose the asset, so you match the terrible offer. I guess the Kings are the other way where they didn't match Bogdanovich. Probably should have. That's, that's why or teams if you match knew you weren't going to match him, trade him. That's yeah. the key. That's right. If you, and then their argument would be like, well, everybody knew that he was going to walk. It's like... Here, All right, I don't know. You guys murder each other for second rounders every now and then. That's right. Act like it matters. I'm going to make the case against... I'm going to make the case for the under while also keeping optimism for the Warriors. I think this is going to take like two months. They're going to figure out these rookies. I think they're going to be 500, maybe even a little below 500 heading into that Christmas game. There's the Wiggins that act reacclimating him. He missed most of training camp. You got the Otto Porter thing. They're relying on him. We know he's going to get hurt. Wiseman, you got to figure out what you got there. They're going to, you know, they're going to rely on Iguodala early. I think he's done, unfortunately. As much he as looked I love done. Him. Yeah, he Miami. just looked done last year. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but I think until Clay comes back, this feels like a 500 team to me. So if he comes back in January, then you're talking about a guy coming off of an Achilles and a knee. I could see this team in March and April, all of a sudden, like the Warriors, 14 and two in their last 16, like one of those things. Thompson, you know, he said um, December, Myers, I think, said January. So I didn't love the Draymond throwing Myers and Kerr under the bus with the Durant story either. thought that was weird. And they're like, ah, it didn't bother me. It's like, all right. Would have bothered me. Yeah. yeah, but with Draymond, it's clear that it's just like, if Draymond, he's like Biff before they go back in time. <laughs> or when he comes over and you're just like, suck this here. Just let him, let him break shit and fucking blame us for everything. And I like Draymond more than I like Biff in the first Back to the Future. But mm -hmm. I think I think you just know when you're around him, like, okay, cool, got it. Yep, thank you. You just don't want to argue with him. It's like the blue boy in college. <laughs> um, is there a Draymond Ben Simmons something that could happen? Oh, I've thought about this for way like too many hours. If they just hours. threw in Kaminga and Draymond and they were like, let's call it a day? I don't think I'd even give him Kaminga. A couple picks? 
And could Draymond make sense in Philly? It's like it's not crazy. No, I think it's pretty bad in Philly. I just think it's really good for Simmons to be surrounded by shooters. Yeah, who, no, I it's mean, great for Simmons. For Draymond, though, it's like not crazy that he could. Oh, I think it's. He would have to be rock bottom for them to have to want to do that. Another non-spacing ball handler for for who's older for Embiid. No, no, but that's why you'd have to Philly. get Kaminga and picks if you're yeah. doing it. And then if you're the Warriors, I'd just rather keep Draymond. That's why it's not going to happen. All right, under for me, over for Rosillo House. I'm going to do under. I think okay. 47 and 35, and that is a five seed in the West. I like their playing odds at plus 155. I think they're a seven or an eight seed. Mm. I think that if Clay was here the whole year, I'd feel great about right, it. Right, obviously. But, you know, hey, he's but not. here's what I would ask you why do you like Dallas so much more on paper than what Golden State is on paper right now? Good question. Dallas was really good offensively last year. Like their all their offensive numbers were pretty off the charts. And I don't know. I, I just feel like their team's better than it was last year. They were Luke good. Luke going to be a year I, older. They were like eighth in per 100. So it wasn't like they were. Yeah, but remember tough. there was one stretch there about halfway through the season. They tailed off at some point. And they obviously had some weird stuff with Carlisle. And then two the years front ago, office, they were number one, which was crazy. They had the best per 100 yeah. two years ago. Clippers, 45 and a half. Plus 750 for division. Conference, plus 550. Title, 16 to 1, which is ludicrous. Playing, plus 110. My question for you, House. What if this is just not a playoff team? We never see Kawhi. What are the odds for them to not make the playoffs? Well, there, the, there's no playoff odds, but there's playing game odds, which I think playing is realistic for them, and that's plus 110. I don't really like, I don't think they have a lot of above average guys on this team. Now, I don't know if playoff Reggie is going to now be regular season Reggie and they're going to become one guy. But I, I'm just going to list the guys who aren't Paul George. Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, Marcus Morris, Zubats, Terrence Mann, Batum, Injured Ibaka, Justice Winslow, Luke Kennard. If you just cover the Paul George name, that's that's a below average roster. And then, so they're asking Paul George to basically be one of the top 10 players in the league. We're not seeing Kawhi this year, in my opinion. I do not think he will come back. I'm sure at least it'll be really cool to have Sherry's, Sherry's information with the team and giving him updates. <laughs> so uh, that's why I'm under, because of the Kawhi. If Kawhi were normal about injuries and we had a timetable yeah. and, you know, instead of the, is his ACL torn? No, he's coming back. He's not coming back. Oh, but you can We've tell, had no communication with him for five months. You can tell something was wrong when you started having the sideline reports being like, people have been blown away by how responsive Kawhi has been and how into it. He's in the locker room cheering him on. Yeah. You're like, all right, oh, he's, he's totally so he's, really hurt. he's actually hurt and checked out on these guys. Um, so the Kawhi part of this, 47 wins in this, this blue collar working class part of the top end of the Western Conference, it's deep. Like it's all these it's teams. Forty five and a half, right? Y'all can forty six and a half. I don't know. It went up on it went I, up I, a win? No. It was forty six and a half last night. Oh man. Okay. I like it even more. A lot of volatility with this Clippers market. Forty five and a half right now. Yeah, okay. Forty five. Forty five and a half. And you I have am to a, lay juice on the under. You have to pay minus one forty two on the under. I'm not only am I going under, I'm in the mode of I'm kind of pissed off that Tolan, the guy I share Clippers season tickets tonight, we're gonna have to send like the playoff, you know, you have to pay the playoff tickets ahead of time. And it's oh. like this team's not going anywhere without Kawhi. 
when is their stadium going to be done? Oh, that's all like 2025. Oh, so there, that's the answer. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was a, a shorter timetable on that. That might've been the only reason for me to think about uh, an over. There's no way I'm taking the over. Zion will be a great clipper though when they open that place. Wow. That will be it. That's amazing. I'm shocked that the over-under is this high. <laughs> but the reason why is because they shot the shit out of the ball last year. Yeah. They've got a bunch of vets. Like you can name all those guys as for Paul George. Paul George, I, I'm not going to say prove the doubters wrong because he gave us plenty of evidence to doubt him for years in playoff games. And guess what? Last year, he stepped up. He changed he some, it. How about change the narrative? I hate the word narrative because narrative usually means it's like it's insinuated that the narrative means the conversation around the per person's inaccurate. And what it usually means is the person saying and using the word narrative doesn't like the accuracy. How about one over some people? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just shut up. huh? Uh, no, I was trying to think of whatever the best they, thing would be. Think about Paul how George well deserved any narrative that was said about him. Yeah. Until he came through last year in the playoffs and played. He played really well. Played fucking awesome. Right. So they missed 38 games between them last year and they still had a good record. They still, you know what I mean? They still actually, remember how limited time they had together and it still kind of worked and it was crazy. So I think that's why the number is what it is because of a belief in George, guys that know their roles. I don't believe in George as the number one guy. And I think the Kawhi thing is just so I'm much, under two. I'm so under much, two. So I just Kawhi was under. playing with the over-under be like 54 and a half? Yeah, sure. The, in the low 50s. They wouldn't put him ahead of the Lakers. I think the over-under should be 43. I'm going, so we're all going on. I just can't wait for Kawhi updates. Oh, God. Next spring when it starts happening. Rank your, uh, rank your, oh my God. So Kyrie is one. Ben Simmons is two. Are the Kawhi, how's your knee doing updates? Would that be three? I guess I'm an old-fashioned sort over here. But, you know, what happened to caring about team? And I'm not talking high school football varsity jacket out back looking like an asshole. I'm just, you know, this is still about being there for your teammates. It's still yeah. about some buy-in. still about rowing in the same fucking direction. And no, for whatever reason, these guys, like, not all, but there's a handful of guys that are so driven to be selfish in a way where it's like, are you, what are you trying to prove? Like, I'm surprised you even like sports. It's not great when it's Rant your signature over. guy. At least he extended his contract. All right, we're all going under. Last team, Sacramento Kings, 35 and a half. Their playing number house is plus 175. Mm. I'm going to end with this question. Mm. Is Sacramento's non-playoff streak? Uh, I have an update for you. 36 and a half. Ooh. Okay. God, it's like they hacked into the mainframe. Yeah, this is bullshit. And a half. I really think they're messing with us. Is Sacramento's no-playoff streak the NBA's greatest streak right now? They yes, haven't made years. They haven't made the playoffs in 15 years. If they miss the playoffs Amazing. this year, it will be a record. Let's do it. It'll be a record <laughs> for most times any team has missed what the playoffs in playing consecutive games? years. Do we have someone on that? Maybe a newsletter? No, they got to make it. You got to make the playoffs. <laughs> they got to make the playoffs. Cuz I just always thought the baseball thing was really lame when a team would be like, "Oh, we made the playoffs two the last three years." You're like, "You lost in the wild card game." Right. 15 years, no playoffs. This is year 16. Rusillo, how many head coaches during that time? Seven. House? Oh, wait, 15 years? In the oh. 15 years where they didn't make the playoffs, how Nine. many head coaches did they have? Nine? What do you say, Wow. House? I think it's more like what he said. I think it's like seven. Ten. No yeah. No, they had like a really weird stretch. They had like four Is that in a right? row. They've averaged 50-plus losses a year. Jager wasn't there. How long was Jager there for? A couple years. Wasn't Mike Malone Here's where there they picked in the... Here's their yeah. first. Yeah, Boogie Cousins would have been a Hall of Famer. First round picks. 
during that 15 years? 10th, 12th, 4th, 5th, 7th, 5th, 7th, 8th, 6th, 8th, 10th, 5th, 2nd, 12th. No playoffs. It's like impossible. Like you could take a drunk person <laughs> from in front of the 7-Eleven and they would do just as well running the Kings the last 15 years as they actually did. And with all of that said, I think I'm going over, guys. I think they. I think this will be a frisky. There's an identity with them. I like the three guards thing with Fox and Halbert, and I think Mitchell's going to play for them. I don't mind the Rashawn Holmes, uh, Tristan Thompson, as much of a disaster as he was last year for Boston combo. Barnes, steady forward. I, Terrence Davis. I don't know. I. I. I think this team will compete. So. What Rosilla said about Minnesota, I feel the same way about Sacramento. They're going to go head-to-head for the, this team's not going to make the playoffs, but they're young and they give a shit and they try and they play really hard. I think that's my team. I'm going over. The single thing that I, I, I wish I could look in the crystal ball and get an answer to is, will shithead Luke Walton still be coaching this team hmm. by come Christmas time? Because if if he's the coach for the whole season, it's an under for me. But I think he's going to get fired, and he deserves to get fired. I love D. Mitchell. D. Mitchell is my guy. I think he's going to come in as a rookie and inspire all of these guys to take on his bulldog personality. He's going to earn the minutes. I already I can see it. I, I can already imagine how hard he plays, the defense, the intensity that he brings. How about the little crunch time where they can go? Basically, Fox, Halliburton, Mitchell, if they wanted to, just all together go super small and Barnes. play them with Barnes and Holmes and just be like, we're just going to be really active. Mitchell, I think, is one of those guys who's going to be able to guard basically anybody. What do you think, Russell? Under 6'7"? Wait, say that again? What's what's the height range? Oh, 6'7"? Where, where yeah. it becomes unrealistic. For uh, probably six. Six six six, six seven six seven feels big, but again, you know, is the guy going to post him? Could he guard Paul George? That's giving up a lot of size. I don't yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's, so that's six, maybe six 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 seven. Yeah, but then it's again. He's like, what are you going to do? Post up? I mean, people have post mismatches all over the place. And they don't go to him anymore. So. I like that they put out that Simmons is not on the table for them. They're not interested. Like they <laughs> they literally put that out. They're like they floated it out. I think the they right could have been a little more interested in him. Um, but I like this team. I, I have him as an over. Hmm. I'm doing the over as well. Wow. Alvin Gentry's on the bench waiting to take over for Luke Walton. Alvin. <laughs> He's right there. That would be what, his fifth shot at it? <laughs> no, seriously. I, I think, think it'd be his sixth. Sixth. He's he was a, an interim once. So a great almost interim. made the finals. I love him as an interim. Better than Stan Van Gundy. All right. We're going to recap. Dallas, over under 48 and a half. Me and House went over. Rosilla went under. No lock there. Memphis, 41 and a half. I'm going over. I'm putting a lock next to that one. Rosilla went over. House went over. Pelicans, 38 and a half. I'm going under. I'm making that a lock too. That's I do not un- think. That's an under lock for Joe House as well. I do not think. Rosilla, you're not using any locks yet? I'll throw this one under. Oh, All lock right. it up. A triple lock a for trip, us. Another triple lock. Get that music. Pelicans four seed. San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> I went over. House went over. Rosilla went under 29 and a half. That was a red wine Popovich over. Rockets, 25 and a half. We all went under. Lock. Oh, a lock for Rosillo. I might lock that one down too. Yeah, I'm going to lock it down as well. Utah, 
53 and a half. I went under. You guys went over. Lock. Lock. Okay. That could be a good swing one for us. Portland, 44 and a half. Over, over, over across the board. I'm not going to go lock nah, because. Nah, no. Is lock worth extra points? No, it's just bragging okay. rights. I thought we only got five. You guys seem to have a well, lot. Well, it's like seven, he seven or eight. Four, he said, said four at least four in each conference. Four, at least, four oh, per conference. Oh, per conference. Yeah. Oh. Up to four. Denver, 47 and a half, three overs. Minnesota, 35 and a half, three unders, although we're all rooting for them. OKC, 22 and a half, me under, Rosillo under, house over. Lock. Which one? OKC, 22 and a half. Oh, yeah. It's not a lock, but I'm I'm staying away because I'm afraid of OKC. Lakers, 52 and a half, me under, Rosillo under, house over. House over lock. Okay, house. Well, it's always a bad sign when house locks it down with their team since he goes two and five on these every year. I was four and two last year on locks. Wow. Yeah. Phoenix, he said, 51 and a half. I am overing the shit out of this. <laughs> We're still over, house over. Warriors, 47 and a half. I think I used all my locks. I don't want to root against Warriors anyway. Under for me, under for house, over for Rosilla. It's a good position. I, I have regrets. Clippers, 45 and a half. Under for all three of us. I really want to lock on that one, but I'm not going to do it. And then Kings, we all went over 36 and a half. That's hilarious. As their their streak to go uh, 16 straight playoff losses. All right. Well, so- the other reason I like them, though, is the over. Yeah. <laughs> Sacramento, 12-minute segment. They were defiant last year because of the playoff streak where they weren't going to trade Barnes for a pick. They weren't like... Right. They didn't want to do these things, so I go, I think they're still going to go for it. They may add. And then Marvin Bagley, I think they'll probably give up on him at some point, and that'll just open up minutes for the rest of the small guys. Marvin Bagley's dad against De'Aaron Fox is my favorite storyline entering the season. I'm I'm not selling my Marvin Bagley stock. My NBA stock accountant keeps like, hey, dude, we've got to get off this. This is going to be <laughs> a penny stocks. And I'm like, no. Write it off at this no. point. Yeah, I'm keeping it. Uh, quickly, we'll just do futures quickly. MVP, who do you have? Steph Curry. Steph Curry, eight to one. I'll give you the odds, actually. Doncic, five to one. Durant, plus 650. Giannis, seven to one. Embiid, eight to one. Curry, eight to one. Dame, 12 to one. LeBron, 16 to one. Jokic, 16 to one. Harden, 18 to one. Trey's 21 to one. Then it gets a little. Harden's 18 to one. Yeah, Mitchell. I oh, think, I'm going to bet on that. I think value wise, Mitchell at 30 to one is the best value. I wouldn't bet it, but. If you're just riding like Utah going 16, 22, something like that. Who do you have for uh, MVP, Rosilla? Durant. He won his only other one in 14. He's due for one more. And I think if they have a nice season, lock it up. Um, it'll be kind of a sentimental vote to go with him again instead of somebody new. No Kyrie all year, possibly, or half the year. That's why Harden at 18 to 1. Like Harden, I wouldn't touch it at 10 to one or 12 to one, 18 to one has my attention though. You know, whenever I think about the MVP stuff, I'll always go, how disappointing was your playoff thing where now people get pissed at you? And after the last Harden Houston thing, I thought they're never going to vote for him for MVP again. And I felt good about it. Halfway through this past net season, what he was doing, carrying them when the other guys were out. And they were winning games. Yeah. And he and, was like and, the leader of the was, team was, by all accounts. Seriously. And he was, it was Nenek sort of story wise, which is what you have to bet on. You have to bet on the story that the voters are going to like. Harden had redeemed himself yeah. in voters' eyes. Like I thought Steph, after back to back and the unanimous thing, first time ever, and then blowing the through, I was like, he's never going to win another one. And yet he became kind of a sentimental pick. 
last season because of the way he was carrying that Warriors team. So I can write guys off, but then it's like, okay, what story exists? So I like the version of a Durant story where he's healthy. You know the team is going to be good. And just a little nod to him that he's only had one. Uh, for MVP, I think Luca is the smartest bet at 5-1 to one for the narrative thing. It's a horrendous odds. Brutally bad odds. I would not bet those odds at 5-1 to one because I don't think they're good enough. I like your Durant. I don't love the odds. 8-1? to um, one? I have it at plus 650. Oh, okay. Giannis, 7-1, to one, I think is the one out of those three because I just feel like it's a toss-up between those three guys. I think Harden's the best odds at 18-1 to one for the for what we just talked about. I think there's a narrative with him. I could see him being awesome. It happened. Whatever I thought was like he was on the do not disturb list post Houston, he's he's gotten that out of the way. Yeah. yeah. So So yeah. I just think odds wise 18 to 1 Harden Mitchell like a 30 to 1 flyer if you wanted to put a penny on Mitchell. that fine. Whatever. Uh scoring leaders, who do you have for a scoring? Who's leading the league at points house? And I'll give you the odds. I'm going to go ahead and just say Bradley Beal. I'm fine with that. He's the favorite. He gets plus 340. What do you he have? Kevin Porter Jr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trey Young, 29 to 1, I think is a fun one. That is fun. His team's too deep. I agree. Yeah. And he, it makes more sense for him. I just to... think that's those odds are really high. Nah, and then you have too many uh, good options. Durant, now. 9 to 1. Curry, 6 to 1. Tatum's 10 to 1. That's not going to happen. Most improved? Do you have a pick? Canner? <laughs> Canner. <laughs> Zach Lowe's guy, OG Ananobi, 26 to 1. Could I, be the year. Did he pick him? For Zach, his, did he pick OG? No, I don't, Zach might joke. just create a FanDuel account just that's to bet that. Joke. I think Nurkic is a real option. Well, your guy Garland's 34 to 1. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I might retire on that one. Garland got the <laughs> got the blessing from Steph Curry the other day. Let odds. Most regular season wins. Who do you got? Uh, Nets two to one. Bucks plus three fifty. Utah four to one. Lakers plus seven fifty. Suns eleven to one. And then it gets stupid. I like the that. Jazz. I, I'm going to do the Jazz with best regular season record. I, I like love the, those Suns odds. I like the Suns. The odds. Suns I like the odds Suns odds, but I probably because of the depth. That one through eight again, one through nine in the West is still kind of hard to figure. You know, let's not rule out Memphis of that group. Yep. Where. You know, Brooklyn might just get to 60. I mean, think about what Brooklyn did last year and those guys didn't play. Finals picks? Whew. It's time to go on the record. Man. I'm going to say Milwaukee and the Lakers. Brook Brooklyn over Phoenix. Chris Paul, another injury. Interesting. Get, get I have Milwaukee no. over Phoenix again. Wow. Yeah. That's great. I meant that not as a criticism of Chris Paul, but we haven't spent a lot of time talking about the fact he did have surgery, and that's why he didn't look so good. I feel like we need to do an entire podcast on that for Chris Paul at some point. Is he 100% healthy now? Are you ever 100% anymore at this age, Bill? I certainly am not. I am not either. Unless I go you to look the at. cryotherapy Let's with my daughter. Let's talk about some sushi that we're going to eat tonight. Yeah, we're going to have some sushi tonight. Um, this was fun. I think part two is a little faster than part one. Uh, we're able to do this in two parts. So, Milwaukee Phoenix for me, Brooklyn Phoenix for Brasillo, Milwaukee Lakers for House. You just love Russell Westbrook. You really see him on the big stage. Coach of the year? Ime? Ime Adoku? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a coach of the year. Thoughts. I'm doing Rick Carlisle. 
let's let's uh wrap this up. It was produced by Kyle Six Creighton. Man. <laughs> Kyle Creighton, hopefully he's still alive. Uh but back on this feed on Thursday. Check out Rosilla's podcast. Check out Fairway Rolling with House. Um, check out the Prestige TV podcast. House and I did an hour. We I counted down my 25 favorite succession characters. And House heckled me and was upset at me over and over again. Where's Tom? I had Tom too. He's, yeah, he's Spoiler. Tom. He deserves to be Spoiler. He should be one. Two. He should be one, but yeah, two all There you go. All right. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you on Greg this. Sprinkles? <laughs> Greg Sprinkles. <laughs> oh, and if you want to play against us, FanDuel has their over-under contest. Go to the site. Go to the app. Go head-to-head. There's 14. And then there's a bunch of tiebreaker stuff. And you can see if you can beat us. We'll see you on Thursday. Thanks for listening. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Honey Stinger. This is a show about sports and culture opinions. But right now, I want to talk sports facts, the data, the stats. Honey Stinger, sports nutrition, trusted by more than 1,500 pro and college teams. That's right, 1,500. That's all 32 pro football teams. That's 39 pro basketball teams, 29 pro baseball teams, and more that prepare, perform, and recover with the delicious taste of Honey Stinger's energy waffles, chews, gels, and bars. Honey Stinger is the one team's trust. Use code Simmons for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. That is S-I-M-M-O-N-S for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client.